Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Robert Lundberg Show, and we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Brady, Belichick, the biggest game of all time. Don C. Williams tweets in, 100% agree with you, Robin, on Brady going back to New England. The fans will show nothing but love for Tom and appreciate everything he did for the Patriots. I expect a standing ovation, to be honest. Uh, yeah, me too. But, you know, again, as I've been saying throughout the whole show, uh, I understand. I guess this is the way I, I'll, I'll try to put it. I understand why the game has been hyped the way it has. I work in this business, right? There is time to fill content to be produced and storyline sell more than as much as you know like there is um there is uh what am I trying to say here um there is definitely an audience for hardcore analysis right like but when you're doing general talk it's a little different so there's you know an audience that wants to hear just about why the you know Cardinals could upset the Rams this week, you know, uh, Kyler Murray and, and what he could do against them and, and what kind of schemes could be run, all that stuff. Uh, that is certainly true. But general sports talk is driven by storylines. And that this is the storyline of the week. I mean, there's no question about that. There's no question about that. And <laughs> I, so I am talking about it. You know, like, so, again, I'm a hypocrite when I say it's overhyped to a degree. But the way, I almost feel like with this one, people circled it on the calendar so far in advance, so far in advance, that they um, were going to do this no matter what. And between when we knew about this and now, so much has changed between what we knew about this and now. And the whole thing was going to be, all right, Brady Belichick, who's more responsible for the Patriots' success. I mean, that was what happened when Brady first went to Tampa. That was like the, the selling point immediately when he first went to Tampa. But Brady settled it. And that's the, that's the issue. Like, the, the suspense has been removed. There's still drama because of how long those guys played together. Because Brady's going to show up in front of those fans in Foxborough. Because Belichick still has a chance to lead the Patriots or coach the Patriots to a win. There's still drama. But there's no stakes. There's no stakes. The whole Brady or Belichick who's more responsible for the Patriots' success is not an argument anymore. It's been answered. 
Tom Brady answered it. Said, me, yo. It's me, bro. And you can't argue against that. 855-212-4227. How into Brady versus Belichick are you? 855-212-4227. Let's go to Tom in Chicago. Tom, you're up next here on the Robin Ludberg Show. What's up? Hi, Robin. Enjoy your show very much. Um, I never understood all the Brady hate. And uh, I was saying to your producer, um, I, I don't think Belichick will coach many more years when he starts losing. It was easy with uh, with the winning with Tom Brady. And then I uh, also noticed that no one was rushing out to get Josh McDaniels off offensive coordinator. So we'll find out how good of an offensive coordinator is with this rookie quarterback. And, you know, losing will make Belichick upset. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm all the way with you. Brady's already won. And uh, in Chicago here, we're just hoping to get more than – one-yard passing uh, offense out of Matt Nagy this week against the Lions, and uh, that's what I'm more excited about than the Patriots game. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> what if Andy Dalton or, or Justin Fields, right? That's like the looming thing in Chicago right now. Didn't uh, Nagy just say that he um, hasn't decided on his starter for this weekend yet? He's gone. Uh, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that's part of – the the drama there with the Bears, that's such a weird situation. I, that guy's not going to last long. The coach there in Chicago, I mean, he can't last long. I don't think anybody cares about the Lions Bears game other than Bears fans and Lions fans, of course. I don't know how Lions fans can do anything though. Like, if you're a Lions fan, what are you doing? What are you even watching for? <laughs> I'm just waiting to the draft. If I'm a Lions fan. Bears fans, I, I can understand you want to see Justin Fields play. He's a rookie quarterback. Everybody wants to see the rookie quarterback play. So that aspect of it I get from the, the, the Bears side of things. But then, the, you know, it might be Andy Dalton. They might go back to Andy Dalton. And Fields has struggled, don't get me wrong, but they didn't um, – even the, the opposition last week talked about how they didn't use Fields. I think it was Miles Garrett said he was a little surprised that – Fields wasn't used in situations where he could roll out and whatnot. He was sacked nine times in his starting debut, 6 of 20 for 68 yards passing, 12 rushing yards on three attempts. Uh, not good. But, you know, all the rookie quarterbacks have struggled. Trevor Lawrence finally looked good on Thursday. I thought that was the best that Trevor Lawrence looked by far, uh, even though they lost that game to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. If I'm betting on one of the rookie QBs, to be honest, to have the best career, I'm going with Trey Lance. Uh, and we've barely seen him play. But I just think he has the best situation. And I, I think the talent is pretty clear, too. You you know, just that um, blink eye test talent with, with Trey Lance, it's there. So when it comes to the rookie QBs, he'd be my, he'd be my uh, pick. How about Cliff in Toronto? Cliff, you're up next on the show. What's going on? Yeah, Rob. Just want to question. What I'm killing it in Belichick? Toronto this morning. By the way, I'm like I'm like Drake or something. I, I a lot of calls from Toronto. What's going on, Cliff? Yeah, yeah, we love listen. <laughs> listen, Belichick. If he were to use this rookie to win the upcoming Super Bowl, what does that do to Brady's accomplishment from last year? It well, that would be, I would say, bigger than Brady's accomplishment last year if. But that's a, you know, like they say, you know, the Cliff, you've heard the um, phrasing, that's a big if. I mean, you have just put a gargantuan if on the table. I think it is, there is 
basically a zero percent chance that the Patriots win the Super Bowl. No, no, but what if this this kid continues <laughs> to improve, you know, the rest of the season and then peak at the right time? It can happen. Uh, it can. Ha- is it impossible? I won't. I won't tell you that it's impossible. Um, is it exceedingly unlikely? I would tell you it is exceedingly unlikely. And I don't dislike Mac Jones, but continue to improve. He just had his worst game. Didn't he throw yeah, three that- picks? In the last game, I think I I, th- I think this this kid is going to show up big time this weekend. I'm, I I I think Tampa Bay is in a bad spot. I Billy's call there in the same way. It's back to back road games for Tampa Bay. Belichick getting seven and a half points at home. I'm rubbing my hands together, man. Like I, I I'll be betting. The- well, look, I, I, your signal's dropping out a little bit. I appreciate the call. I'm not saying that the Patriots can't win this game, but the Patriots winning this game is different than the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, the winning the one game or, or covering the spread in, in the one game is different than winning the Super Bowl. Um, and, and I just don't see the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I, I don't see the Patriots winning their division. I definitely don't see them winning the Super Bowl. Hood Famous 205 tweets in, I'm hyped for this game, and it's in prime time, going to be the best game. Uh, yeah, look, it it's the most um, – it certainly is the, the game with the most storyline, and it's drama, and, and there's no game that would do bigger numbers than that game. There's no game that would, would do bigger numbers. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, to say it's not – there's no interest in it. That, that's false. If there was no, if I didn't think there was any interest in it, I wouldn't be dedicating, you know, so much talk to it. I wouldn't be talking about it for, you know, I don't know how, how many words, you know, if there was a, you know, you can go online and go to a word count tool or something and just, just drop something in. It could tell you how many words you, you've got written down. How, I don't know how many words I can't do that with, with a radio show, but I don't know how many words I've de- dedicated to Brady and Belichick and Patriots and Bucks so far on this show but it's a lot so I'm not um I'm not saying that it doesn't have interest what I was saying is that the way it's being billed I think is overhyped because it isn't Brady versus Belichick anymore to settle anything it's just Brady and Belichick used to be together don't really like each other as much what's the atmosphere going to be like and then who's going to win the game but there's no longer a who's more responsible for the Patriots' success title on the line. Rob, Roberto Rodriguez tweets in, if I'm a Patriots fan, I give Brady a standing ovation in the beginning and then hope he gets sacked 20 times and has a terrible game. Now, to Belichick's credit, he's spoken highly of Brady even you know this week, and, and here's what he said about Tom still being elite. Nothing Tom does surprises me. He's a great player. Works hard, takes care of himself. I mean, he's, he's talking about playing till 50. I mean, if anybody can do it, he probably can. That is the most Belichick soundbite ever. Can I hear that again? Nothing Tom does surprises me. He's a great player. Works hard, takes care of himself. I mean, he's, he's talking about playing till 50. I mean, if anybody can do it, he probably can. If anybody can do it, he probably can. I mean, like, it's almost like somebody being, like, um, you know, forced to speak. <laughs> like you must say something here, Bill. And like you read, the, if you read those quotes, they sound glowing. You hear those quotes, they sound disgusted. <laughs> right? Like 
<laughs> Man, it's different hearing it versus reading it. I, if I just read those, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Because I, I did. <laughs> I did read those quotes, and I thought, oh, that was nice of Belichick. But you hear it, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy is delivering that like, you know, it's the last thing he'd ever, ever want to utter. And that's that's the way Belichick is, right? Like, I mean, that's just the way he is. So it's not just about Brady, but boy, oh, boy. Uh, he also did talk about, you know, the idea that, that he and, and Brady weren't speaking to each other at the end of Brady's tenure in New England. So it was reported this morning that um, you preferred to speak over the phone with Tom when he delivered the news he'd be leaving the organization in March of 2020 and didn't want to meet in person. Was, was that true? Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's not true. And, and I, you know, heard a few things about, you know, this book and sounds like it's a lot of, you know, second, third and fourth hand comments. So, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to focus on this game and try to prepare for the Bucks. All right. Not going to focus on the book. I, you know what? I didn't expect, uh, um, Bill Belichick to give us an oral history of his relationship with Tom Brady. I mean, look, Brady's camp has let us know this is not a mystery anymore. What happened? You don't even need a book, you know, to get it. Tom Brady's dad has spoken out. Alex Guerrero, who's Tom Brady's trainer or TB12 guy, whatever it is, whatever's going on at TB12 over there, as I've joked before. You know, I don't even know if I'm joking. As I've said before in a joking tone, I don't know what Tom Brady's taking over there at the TB12 clinic, but whatever it is, it's good for you because <laughs> it is it is uh, worked out for him. But Guerrero, the guy at TB12, has said uh, basically that Belichick treated Brady the same way way into his career as he did when he was younger, and, and that didn't work. That didn't work, and, and you get that. You know, like Brady wants a certain level of respect. Now, did Belichick, you know, we know Brady wanted to leave. Did Belichick want Brady to leave? Bill, Patriots fans will hear you talking about Tom, about how he can play till he's 50, about how Brady's playing. And I think a lot of Patriots fans, especially Sunday night when he takes the field, they're going to wonder, why does Tom have to be on the other sideline? What would you say to those people? Yeah, say all that's in the past right now. We're, I'm looking forward to the game. Did you want Brady to continue being the quarterback for the Patriots? Yeah, okay, we've already addressed that. So, so our focus is on the Bucs. Bill, how would, you, how would you characterize your relationship with Tom right now? And have you had any contact with him since he left? Yeah, I think it's good. It's always been good. That guy is the worst soundbite of all time. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Uh, they, you know, I, I understand like audio is is nice to, to mix in and everything. And you want to hear from him and, and all that. But my goodness, I, I don't, I can't recall. Maybe the My Cousin Vinny line is the only soundbite I can ever recall. Um, that That's interesting from um, <laughs> Bill Belichick. Now, Tom Brady, he probably at least speaks with a little bit more enthusiasm, and, and he talked about you know his years playing under Bill Belichick. I mean, he's a great coach, obviously a great coach, and um, you know has everyone prepared, does a great job of that. And uh, obviously, I said before, taught me a lot, um, was a great mentor for me for a long time. Brady lost his voice there. Must have been doing a, a lot of yelling in, in that last game, or, or maybe he's doing a lot of talking about it. He's getting asked a lot of questions about Brady versus Belichick this week and lost his voice a little bit. But like I said, that's already settled. Brady has won. And there's no other way to put it. He's kind of made Bill Belichick look bad in the process. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Now, speaking of people overreacting, I think 
many, many in the media and the like have overreacted to a much more serious topic out of the NBA. And I'll get to that coming up. It's the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. You know, um, I, I've done my best of late to avoid like COVID-related topics on the show because I feel like people are just inundated by it and exhausted by it. And, um, you know, you can't go to any outlet nowadays without hearing some sort of argument about the vaccine. And I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't have the energy for it anymore to argue about it anymore. And, and um, and uh, you know, if you've listened to me, you know I'm never afraid to talk about real topics. You know, and in this case, it's a sports show. So when they they cross over into the, the sports realm, which is often, um, I, I've found a lot of the discussions we've had to be uh, enlightening, insightful, interesting, whatever adjective you want to use. But with this one, I just, like I said, I feel exhausted uh, about it, and I, I just don't know if. Um, anybody's position's going to change too much. And here's the thing. Just let me get my position out there, just so you know, in case you're listening for the first time or are unaware. I got vaccinated as soon as I possibly could. The second I could. My entire, you know, everybody who's eligible, my family, same thing. Uh, my wife was actually pregnant when the vaccine came out. She got vaccinated while pregnant. Um, I would encourage others to do so. I have um, looked at the data, you know, and, and read and, and all that. And, and one thing I think that gets lost in, in all this is, is probability, right? Like probability. So can you still get COVID if you're vaccinated? Yes, of course. But your chances of getting COVID are greatly reduced. Your chances of having a serious reaction to COVID are reduced, the chances of spreading it reduced, blah, 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 blah. It's just a probability thing. You know, seatbelts don't prevent car accidents, but they make you safer when you're in car accidents. There's so many different examples you could use over the years of why, you know, probabilities matter. And and the, the risk of, I, I can't tell you I know what the side effects will be 20 years down the line. Nobody does. But there are a lot of smart people who have worked a long time on this um, breakthrough scientifically. And as far as the immediate side effects, they are very, 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 very minuscule. And we have the largest sample I think anyone's ever seen, you know, because 2.5 billion people or whatever have taken this. With that said, the way that people are talking about each other, regardless of where they're at at this stage, is uh, a little out of control. And, and I see it from, you know, my peers and the like. And the, the best example uh, of this would be around the NBA because a lot of NBA players were given a platform this week, given it was media day and media week or what, whatnot, and, and that was a topic um, that was brought up. You know the reason it became a big topic is Kyrie Irving. That's, uh, I think, the reason it became a big topic because if it was just Andrew Wiggins, who's not a bad player, but facing missing half the games, I don't know if it would have blown up. Maybe Bradley Beal, you know, and what he said um, about, you know, you could still catch it. You know, he, he said why he wasn't or whatnot. 
Then he came out and walked it back and um, said he wasn't an anti-vaxxer. But Kyrie Irving's the box office big star and on the Brooklyn Nets. You know, and Kyrie, this goes beyond the vaccine for him when it comes to how I interpret his situation. You know, I interpret Kyrie's situation aside from how he feels about that. Um, he's proven he can't be counted on regardless, right? Like he's just proven that he didn't show up for a couple weeks last year and that had nothing to do with the vaccine. So I, I, I think with Kyrie, it goes beyond that. But as far as the, the league itself, you've had a lot of people speak, um, including Damian Lillard on why he chose to get the vaccine. They presented the opportunity and I said, can I get my family? Can I bring my family too? And they said, yeah, and that was it. You know, I think it's a, you know, I don't, I'm not mad at people for, you know, saying I need to do my research or, you know, they got to take the, the steps that make them comfortable. Um, you know, but I, you know, I, I have a lot of people in my family that um, I'm tight with and that I spend a lot of time around and, you know, I'm just not going, I'm just not going to put their, their health or their lives in danger because, you know, I want to hold a, a big research when, you know, as a kid, I had to get shots my whole life. And before I went to college, I had to get shots and I couldn't tell you one thing about any of them. So if, if it's something that, you know, I've had people in my family actually die and people actually lose their lives to it, like I'm not and it's a way for me to protect myself and, and the people that I love. I'm going to do it. You know, it was, it was pretty simple. Yeah, uh, and, and I thought that was about as well uh, articulated a response as to why he decided to get the vaccine as I've seen from a professional athlete um, in, in Damian Lillard. On the other side of things, uh, there was Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic who explained why he did not or has not gotten the vaccine. Jonathan, Jamie Say, WKMG, wondering if you can comment on the Rolling Stone article and your comments that appeared on that about you not getting a vaccination, um, why you don't want to get a vaccination, <clears throat> and were, were you misquoted in that article? I, I would just, I would start by saying that, that I, I was pretty badly um, misrepresented um, in the Rolling Stone article, uh, and, and because of that, I can understand Anyone who may say they don't uh, transparently or overtly trust um, the media. Uh, in, in a frustrated tweet yesterday, I had noted that uh, true journalism was dying. Um, and to that, I would say that I appreciate every single one of you, uh, those that try their best to um, correctly um, uh, share the thoughts, the ideas, and the, the heart of the people that they're asking questions of. Uh, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not anti uh, science. I didn't come to my current vaccination status by studying black history or watching Donald Trump press conferences. I have nothing but the utmost respect for every healthcare um, worker and person in Orlando and all across the world that have worked tirelessly to keep us safe. Um, my mom has worked in healthcare for a really long time. Um, I thank God I'm grateful that I live in a society where vaccines are possible and we can uh, uh, protect ourselves and have the means to protect ourselves for the first in the first place. Um, but with that being said, it is my belief that the, the vaccine status of every person should be their own choice um, and completely up to them without the without bullying, without being pressured or without being forced into doing so. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm uncomfortable 
with taking the vaccine at this time. I think that we're all different. We all come from different places. We've all had different experiences and hold dear to different beliefs. And uh, what it is that you do with your body when it comes to putting medicine in there uh, should be your choice, um, free of the ridicule and the opinion of others. You know, and, and Isaac went on to say that he had COVID and that he, um, you know, trusts in the natural immunity to a degree and, and, and also doesn't think the way that uh, people are being pressured into it is helpful. And I actually respect what Isaac had to say because instead of, you know, you get some people go up there and just go, well, you can still get it if you had, you know, got the vaccine. Like, to me, that's a dismissive answer or I won't tell you why it's personal. And and that's fine. You're entitled to keep things personal. I can't tell you not to share. But if you do believe in it, if or if you, if you do believe and, and feel a certain way, I, I have respect when you articulate why. So I respect Jonathan Isaac for articulating his point of view, even if I don't completely agree with it, obviously. Um, but it was something Draymond Green said yesterday that took this yet to another level, probably because LeBron James interacted with, with, with what Draymond said. And I'll play you Draymond's audio coming up in, in just a minute and then tell you why I think as a result of what I saw, the reaction to that was people are just being wildly dramatic. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. It is The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. And I think this uh, NBA vaccine issue is being wildly blown out of proportion. Like, wildly blown out of proportion. Um, I just saw a headline during the break that reinforced that. The Guardian... The headline, the NBA's vaccine problem is bigger than a few high-profile holdouts. What vaccine problem does the NBA have? They have no vaccine problem. 95% of the league is vaccinated. What are we doing? What are we doing as, as people? As pe- are our brains collectively broken? How can one take that data point, just that data point, and turn it into a problem? Especially if you're pro-vaccine. I don't even like saying I'm pro-vaccine. It's not even like... You see all this imagery out there of needles and stuff. I hate that, too. They'll show like, oh, here's a needle. Nobody wants to see that. I am (laughs) pro-health. I am pro-people being healthy. I am pro-living, fulfilling lives. I am pro-not being stuck inside. Whatever the case may be, right? And so, yeah, I got vaccinated as soon as I possibly could. I encourage others to do so. The data supports that. You know, like, they're... I'm I'm in agreement fundamentally with most of the people who are doing the criticizing here, but I just don't understand their tone or their point of view in this case. Because ninety, what's the general public's vaccination rate? It ain't ninety five percent. I mean, it's going to be hard to get a hundred percent of everybody to do anything, much less you know this. So I, I just like the the idea that it's a problem to me is insane. That's insane to say that that's a problem. Because a couple of guys have not gotten vaccinated, most notably Kyrie Irving. If it wasn't for Kyrie Irving, I don't know if this is as big a story. And Kyrie Irving, I don't know how much that has to do with the vaccine as it has to do with Kyrie being Kyrie. Again, you know, the Nets have to treat him like a luxury, not a necessity. Because he's just proven he's unreliable in general beyond this. And then because a couple of other players said... Uh, that, you know, it's not their place to tell other guys what to do. That, that's a, a, a huge problem. 
I mean, I saw a lot of reaction to what Draymond Green said yesterday. Here's what he said. That would be like me telling him, like, yo, your wife is going into labor. How dare you leave this team and not go tend to your wife for what that can mean for this team? That's that's something that's personal to him. That's health-related. That's, you know, something that's personal to his family. This is no different. Uh, this is, you know, we're dealing with something that, <clears throat> to me, feels like has turned into a political war. Um when, when you're talking about a vaccination and non-vaccinated, uh, I think it's become very political. And, you know, for someone who's not extremely into politics, uh, when, when you make something so political and people, not everyone is into politics, then you can also turn those people off, you know? And, you know, I think there is something to be said for people's concern about something that's being pressed so hard. Like, why are you pressing this so hard? Like, so much, you're just pressing and pressing and pressing. I think you have to honor people's feelings and and their own personal beliefs. And I think that's been lost um, when it comes to vac- vaccinated and non-vaccinated. Uh, and it, it kind of sucks that that's been lost. Um, because you, you're essentially not giving anyone, uh, we, you know, you say we live in Atlanta to free. Well, you're not giving anyone freedom because you're making people do something essentially uh, without necessarily making them. You're making them do something. And that goes against everything that America stands for or supposedly stands for. And so I don't think. No, I know. I'm not in any position to go tell him what he should or should not be doing. Um, And as a leader of this team, I'm not going to go to him and say, hey, man, we really need no the hell. You do what you feel you want to do. That that has nothing. I'm not going to go and ask him, did he get a polio vaccine? Uh, So why would I go ask him if he got a COVID vaccine? Well, all right. Uh, I mean, to the last thing you know, polio is essentially eradicated because of vaccines and COVID is a current pandemic, but I'll let that slide. Uh, (laughs) Draymond was, was then, you know, LeBron had quote tweeted that, that comment from Draymond Green, who was referencing Andrew Wiggins at the end there, his teammate who could miss half the games because of uh, the rule in San Francisco, which is similar to the rule in, in New York. And that's why I think even with the high-profile holdouts like Wiggins and, and particularly Kyrie, this is being blown out of proportion to a degree only because there's a rubber-meets-road situation coming. Like, Kyrie missing half the games is not sustainable. That's, you know, not a thing that's going to be sustainable. So uh, that's going to force action one way or the other. Something is going to happen as a result of that. As far as everything else Draymond Green said, LeBron said he couldn't have said it better. I think it could be said better. Um, but I don't I'm not mad at what Draymond said. Uh at first you know, I, I disagree with his example about someone going into labor versus vaccination, those being the same things, that they're not the same thing. Uh why is it being pressed so hard? It's being pressed so hard because we've seen many, 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 many people die. Uh many, 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 many people hospitalized, and the vaccine greatly reduces the risk of death, hospitalization, and infection. Facts, right? Um but what he said about what America is supposed to represent, that is true, too. I don't think anybody should be forced to do anything, you know, and, and that is one of the, you know, 
tenets of America. Now, I'm not against mandates by jobs. and You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 